Sam would definitely wear on like 99% of the population, right? Because she's just like crazy and off the handles. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Dude I Love That. I'm Liv and I am unbelievably excited because today we are talking all about the Enneagram types of the iCarly characters. Now, if you keep up with pop culture news, you would have seen that iCarly is getting a freaking reboot. I am so excited for this because obviously iCarly was like a huge thing for me growing up. I loved iCarly so much. Actually, I was a big Nickelodeon fan in general. And this is actually a little informal announcement that I'm going to be doing an Enneagram series that is going to be a real childhood series this time. So at the end of last year, I basically did Enneagram types of like early 2000s shows and I kind of called it childhood because some of them were like high school musical, but some of them weren't. Like I did Gossip Girl and some other shows. So this is actually going to be a full-blown childhood edition. I'm doing some from our favorite childhood movies, some from Disney shows we watched growing up and all of that good stuff. So can't wait to dive in, but wanted to start off with iCarly because of this awesome reboot and the fact that it has been a top 10 on Netflix in the US for, I want to say like two months. It was crazy. But anyways, let's dive into these characters. Also really quick before I forget, I'm going to be going into the relationships between these types and kind of give you more details on that because I think that's such a really interesting part of not only a show's dynamic, but just seeing like how different types interact. So we're going to dive into all of that right now. Okay, let's start off with none other than Carly Shay. I typed Carly as a social nine wing one. The reason that I went with social subtype for her, also, if you don't know what subtypes are and you're like, what the heck is she talking about? There are three different subtypes. I go more into this in depth on the Outer Banks character episode. So definitely check that one out if you're interested. Also, my good friend Krista just did an episode talking all about subtypes and how they work in relationships. So check out her podcast, Enneagram and Marriage, if you want to know more on that. But basically, subtypes, there's three for every type. So there's self-preserving, social, and then one-to-one. And these subtypes basically give you deeper understanding. So since each type has like three different versions of that type, it's very interesting and it gives you a way wider range of how a type can act because normally we just see the type for what it is. So for example, threes are very much known for being like the power people and they're go-getters and they are like the movers and shakers, but that's only one type of a three. That's the social three. There's actually self-preserving and one-to-one and they look completely different from the social. So really important to dive into those when you are looking at types. I highly suggest checking out 27 subtypes. If you just Google that, there is a really awesome site from Claudio Naranjo that goes into all of that good stuff. It's from, I want to say Instinctive Nine. I don't know if that's 100% the right one, but I can link it in the show notes as well. Anyway, yes, Carly, I think, is a nine-wing-one social subtype, and the social subtype is sort of like the very mediator, okay, let me get in the middle of this and make sure that, like, you know, my friends aren't fighting, and this is happening, and that's happening. So basically, they're just there to keep the peace. And remember, type nines, they love peace. They will literally, even though they're in the anger triad, so if you don't know, the anger triad is eights, nines, and ones. Nines are the last people you think would ever get angry, but really what happens is they do experience frustration and anger. However, their peace is so important to them that they will do anything not to feel anger. So what they do is they keep shoving it down, and then at one point, they just explode because it's too much. So I do think there's good case for this because we see Carly do that on several occasions on the show. She's, you know, having to deal with Sam all the time, and that's also the really interesting thing between Sam and Carly's relationship 
Sam would definitely wear on like 99% of the population, right? Because she's just like crazy and off the handles and we'll get into her type later. But because Carly is a nine, she's going to be more relaxed and more go with the flow and kind of let Sam take the reins. It's not going to rattle her. Sam's stuff doesn't really affect her the same way it would others. And that's what I think is so cool about their relationship. Now, I will say at some points, I think it does get a little bit toxic. I mean, to say the very least, obviously they're both young, so you can't really take a ton of that to heart. But all in all, Sam and Carly definitely have toxic traits and Carly needs to stand up for herself more and Sam needs to stand down a little bit more. I think we can all say that and I'm getting that out of the way now. But the really cool thing about Carly is because she does have a brother who is so off the walls and like so just, I don't know, he just flies by the seat of his pants and it's so fun for the show. But probably if we look at it as if this was a real life situation, it's probably very distressing and you just kind of have to tune out and just be like, you know what? He's going to do what he does. I'll do what I do. And we're not going to get in a problem with it. We're just, we're just going to chill. And that's what's so cool about her dynamic in the show because she's sort of that peacekeeper. But also I think it's so fun that she has that one wing because she's sort of the moral compass of the show, right? And I love seeing a nine be a main character. I think it's so interesting and it really allows the other characters to shine within the show. Okay, so we just talked about Sam and Carly's relationship. So let's go ahead and move on to Sam. So I think this one is fairly obvious. Sam is an eight wing seven and she is a one-to-one subtype and this is abbreviated as SX. So like in my bio on Instagram, you'll see I have six wing seven SX and that is because I also have the one-to-one subtype. So this subtype is actually the most rebellious of the eights. The one-to-one subtype is very often the trailblazer, the rebel, and this can be used for good and for not so good. So obviously Sam very much acts out. She's wild and crazy and does whatever she wants whenever she wants, which obviously you can't run through life like that. That's just not going to work. However, it's very fun for the show and is definitely a needed sense of humor and just craziness that we all love. Another thing that I think really solidifies her being an eight is that she definitely goes to that nine wing of sloth. And the thing nine struggles with is called sloth. And that's where they get kind of very lazy They very much love to sit with, you know, their food or their favorite TV show, just zone out. And we see Sam do that all the time. She loves food. But also there's this very seven aspect of it too, where she wants more, 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 more. She doesn't just have one fat cake. She has like 12. So that was ultimately why I chose the seven for Sam. But she definitely toggles back and forth between the nine and the seven. However, she does not have the piece of a nine, like at all. And what I think is so funny about even like Sam and Freddie is the fact that Freddie is very reserved and kind of likes to have things planned. And so Sam comes in like a bull in a china shop and just completely bulldozes over everything that he wants. And he's just like driven crazy by it, right? And that's where I think that fun aspect comes in of that constant back and forth with Sam and Freddie. And then you have Carly kind of trying to keep the peace and make sure everybody's, you know, doing their thing and isn't having problems. So now with that said, let's go on to Freddie. So For him, I think a lot of people think that he's a five. I don't think he's a five. I think he's actually a six wing seven self-preserving. And the reason I think that is because Freddie isn't like an information person as much. I think he enjoys tech. He enjoys learning, but he's not someone who's like, if I don't have all the facts, I feel like I am without the thing that I need, which is more of a five thing to do. So the reason I chose six is because sixes actually can be more studious than fives at the end of the day. Sixes love having the security of knowledge not so much needing knowledge in order to feel competent, if that makes sense. And that is not to offend fives at all. I know a lot of fives who would cop right up to that. 
And again, that's completely not an insult. That's just what fives do. So Freddie being a six makes a lot more sense to me because I really think he has a strong seven wing. And I chose the self-preserving subtype for him because the self-preserving six wing seven is actually called the buddy. And they are somebody that they use relationships as a form of security. And the other funny thing I think that just blows me away is throughout the entire series, we know that Freddie has a crazy crush on Carly. And even in that first episode, we see he's just bonkers about her. And sixes are known for being very long-suffering. So I think the hilarious thing about this entire situation is that throughout all these years, and even before we, we come into the story, we know that Freddie has been in love with Carly, and yet he's still able to be friends with her. He's still going to go for it because he's like, no, I know what I want. I totally love her, and I don't care if she doesn't love me back. I'll just sit here and chill. One day she'll love me, which is 100% a six thing to do. And then last but not least, we have one of my favorite characters on television ever, which is Spencer. So Spencer is definitely a seven wing eight, and I think he is also a one-to-one subtype like Sam. I think there's no doubt in anyone's mind that Spencer is a seven. I would say everybody pretty much across the board uses him actually as an example for a seven. But the funniest thing about Spencer is that he has that eight tenacity and also the little bit of the bull in the china shop type vibe too. And I think it's so fun because I know that in the context of the show, that's used to sort of rail on Carly a little bit. And I think Freddie at times as well. But we see Spencer a lot go back and forth between being responsible. He has those like redeeming responsible moments. Not that he's ever crazy bad or anything like that, but he does have those redeeming moments where he's very responsible and careful, especially when it comes to Carly. But we also see him being very fun and carefree, yet he's still able to get all of his work done. And that's something that I love about Sevens. Sevens are so fascinating to me because as wild and crazy and full of energy as they can be, they can also be such sponges when it comes to information and learning about what they love and really honing in on their craft. It is incredible. I know so many sevens that I'm like, you get more done than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life and you do it well. And that's something that I really think we see Spencer do. He's always trying to outdo himself, which is very eight of him too, which is another reason I gave him the eight wing. But I just think it's really cool to see this seven that is so dynamic. And one thing I think we can all say is that Dan Schneider has never made a boring show. And Spencer is really a catalyst for this. I think between Spencer and Sam, they totally carry the show in terms of craziness and just like outrageous acts. But let me hit really quick on the subtype for Spencer. So I chose one-to-one subtype for him because the one-to-one seven is really known for seeing life through these rose-colored lenses of, you know, seeing the best in people and always finding a way to to make a situation happy and positive. And that's something that we see Spencer do throughout the entire series. He's always reframing and he's always able to make the mundane really fun and enjoyable, which is so much fun for Carly and her friends because they feel like, I can go to Carly's house and I can I know I'm going to have fun. I know something, you know, exciting or or happy is going to happen and so it's it's like a relief for them, especially I think when we see, you know, Sam's home life isn't very good. Freddie's mom is a complete basket case. So I think it's really a fun time for these kids to come and see somebody who is able to break out of the mundane and really enjoy life to the fullest. Anyways, that is the episode. I really hope that you enjoyed. This is so much fun for me because like I said, I grew up with iCarly. You probably did as well. And it's really interesting to, of course, analyze these characters through the Enneagram. And obviously we'll never know what the characters' true types are, their characters, 
characters, not real people. But it's so much fun and it gives us such a nice understanding of motivations of these Enneagram types and things like that that I think are a little bit harder to grasp when you're just reading. So I love doing these Enneagram typing episodes and I know that you love them as well because I hear your feedback and I know that these episodes are always a little bit more lighthearted and fun than some of the deeper topics we dive into. Anyways, I hope that you enjoyed and I will be back next week with a brand new episode in this Childhood Enneagram series. Bye. Pip, pip, doodle doo